Take RFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and live streaming of Primo local content. Download the Access Internet Radio app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This programme was first broadcast on RFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Hello, welcome to Headscarves and Good Yarns with me, Amal Abdullahi. This podcast talks about race and diversity and everything in between. Kiwis from all walks of life come onto the podcast and share their stories, all in the hopes of empowering a more empathetic New Zealand. So today I'm really, really excited to invite Antonio onto the podcast. Antonio, do you want to um, introduce yourself and tell us about what you do in life and where you're from? Uh, My name is Antonio Boka Sebuma. And I'm a performing artist, a dancer majorly, and I'm based in Uganda, but I travel quite often to do uh, dance teaching or dance performance or like doing different projects in different countries. But now I'm in Dunedin as the Caroline Plummer Fellow in Community Dance. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, you guys, you should definitely check him out on Instagram and Facebook because he's... An oh. amazing dancer, <laughs> like honestly, so amazing. That's I feel so hear. privileged to come to your dance classes. Um, Thanks. For those of you who don't know, what kind of dance um, mm. do you do? Uh, well, I do a couple of styles. Uh, so I do break dance, I do hip hop, I do dance hall, I do Afrofusion, I do contemporary. But uh, with a project that I'm doing here, which is called Free Dance Tenidian on on Facebook, I do a fusion of dance hall and Afrofusion. Because I think it's uh, it's more inclusive uh, with, with the choice of movements that I choose as well. Because I'm working with a really super diverse group. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, interesting coming to your classes. It's nice seeing like mm. what kind of people come to your class. Because honestly, it's such a huge like wide range of people. Yeah. Like all ages, all. Different, uh, uh, different nationalities and, and uh, different dance backgrounds. Some people come from the swing group. Some people come from the salsa group. And then some people uh, just don't belong anywhere in terms of style. <laughs> and they just want to be part of you know, such an experience. So it's super diverse. And yeah, like you said, the ages, like it's so different. Yeah. Um, for people who don't know what dance hall is, how mm. would you describe dance hall? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> well, uh, one of the obvious uh, responses to that would be that it's like uh, one of the most popular dancers that comes from uh, from Jamaica, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's hmm, how can I break it down? <laughs> it's pretty much they just have to go to YouTube and check it out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a super popular dance from Jamaica, and the rhythms are quite you know uh, upbeat because the other version that that comes from Jamaica would be reggae, which is more slow and more calmer, but uh, dancehall is more of, more of the upbeat, you know, dance genre from Jamaica. Mm. Yeah. And um, would you say, like, dancehall's a more traditional thing, or has, what, how has it evolved over time? Yeah, well, uh, history has it that uh, J- Jamaican dance, uh, of course, uh, is attached to their culture and their struggle as, uh, you know, uh, as we all know, their history of, of slavery, it is so that is all circled around also them speaking patois, which is like the J- Jamaican kind of English. That, uh, yeah, that all framework it was more of them trying to find their own identity or you know, find them themselves in such a, in such a space. So, dance was one way they really used to really 
liberate themselves in a certain sense. Yeah, kind of like literally nearly the, the same uh, story with, for example, Capoeira from Brazil. So yeah, like that idea of using dance to really, you know, find self and identity, mm. you know. Oh, wow, that's really cool. I actually didn't know about the history <laughs> council, so thank you for teaching me yeah. that. Um, so you said before that there's a lot of diversity mm. um, in the people that come to your class. And yeah. why do you think there is that diversity? Why do you think um, your class attracts a whole um, range of people? I think uh, that is the first uh, concerns about the idea that I have uh, when it comes to that particular uh, kind of class. And uh, for me, the idea is to bridge different gaps between different uh, kinds of people from different backgrounds and also from different co communities. So with that backbone idea, I try to, one, make it as inclusive as possible when it comes to uh, the style of dance, for example, one, and also like the way I approach my dance class. You know, so it's not like a technical best uh, class, even if I still try to push them as much as possible. But uh, I'm, I'm, my focus is like trying to make them the best version of themselves than look exactly like me. Mm -hmm. So it's about what I say and I tell them to own the movement and embrace it and do it how it fits well in their body, but also push that, you know, with a lot of energy so that people have, uh, feel like they're doing the best they can, but not much of comparing themselves to others. You know what I mean? Because, of course, somebody who is 50 years uh, will, you has, will have a certain... Uh, difference in energy compared to someone who is 20 but if they know uh, from deep within themselves that I'm doing the best I can you know then it doesn't matter if the other person outshines me in terms of energy you know so I think with that idea then everyone feels like uh, they are not judged a certain way or they you know like they are, you know, their differences embraced rather than you know seen as like oh I'm better than you or so yeah I love that idea that mm. differences are embraced. I, re yeah. I feel that when I'm in your class. I mm. just like to do my own thing. Yeah. Uh, my flatmate likes to do her own thing, and we yeah. really, really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so dance is a way of expression just like any other mm. form of art. What yeah. does dance mean to you? Uh, I think for me it's a really broad uh, <laughs> response to that. Mm. But I would say in a lot of ways it has evolved into this one thing that I see as uh, a weapon that can play a lot in uh, humanizing like people because I think, uh, yeah, we, we really need to walk towards being more human than more robots. And I think dance is one way that we can, we can achieve that because, yeah, because there's a lot of other <laughs> forces that uh, majorly bring us apart or, you know, like we so much on our phones, with so much on computers. It is, I think, like, you know, something that is cardiovascular and connects uh, our, our inside and outside at the same time. I think we need a lot of such spaces or such uh, art forms to really, yeah, just humanize us in different ways. So for some people, it's just as basic as just having a really fun one hour and then for some people it feels like therapy because they're going through a lot of stuff and then for some it's uh you know like uh, a challenge to, to push themselves into a certain level of ability to execute something so for everyone it's you know it means different it, it, it has a different meaning but for me the general the general sense is that it can help us become better humans and versions of ourselves 
Mm, yeah. I like that, bringing the sense of community together. Yeah. Is that what you felt when you first got into dancing? Is that what pulled you into dancing uh, in the first place? That I mean, feeling? what pulled me into dance in the first place, to be honest, was just the fun of like, ooh, being on stage and, yeah. <laughs> and, and having fun. <laughs> but uh, uh, when I finished high school and I couldn't go to university, then I started doing different community projects and different performances in different spaces. Then because of the nature of where my projects were pl- placed, like it attracted a lot of people from disadvantaged backgrounds. And then that's where like I saw... I saw it just beyond form. I would, I saw it. I, I attached a spiritual sense to it. I attached the ability to affect social positive change to it because of the testimonies that I had with different groups of people that I was working with. They're like, okay, if I wasn't here dancing, I would be probably, you know, in the ghetto doing drugs or whatever. If I wasn't here, I was part of a gang. Like, you know, when you hear such testimonies, then you, you know, you you get more awareness of, you know, what kind of power. The, the thing you're dealing with, you know? Mm. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is so true. Mm. Um, going back to when you first got into dance yeah. and how you started community projects. Mm. Um, so you mentioned you're from Uganda. Yeah. Where in Uganda do you start those projects and what is Uganda like actually? What's the community like over there? Uh, well, Uganda is, uh, <laughs> yeah, first of all, it's like a, it's a really young country. Like we have a lot of young people compared to other people. So, so seventy uh, percent is below twenty five years. Wow. So, yeah. So when you think about that, and also think about the fact that our political situation is not the best, so opportunities for young people are not that many compared to how many you know the young people are. So you find that uh, it's in such a uh, dynamics, it's easy to find young people engaged in certain things that are not <laughs> you know so, so so good like drugs, etc. So I think like. Uh, initiating such uh, youth-based projects like uh, Breakdance Project Uganda, which I was part of uh, its initiation, where like that there's a space where young people come and like you know dance attracts them as the magnet, but also they get to uh, an opportunity to to share ideas and to you know like to forge uh, a, a pathway through through life. So so yeah, I think it's it's quite necessary in a country like Uganda, and yeah, but overall Uganda is a pretty amazing country <laughs> yeah the people are uh, warm and welcoming and happy you know to the most part so you find someone is going through quite a lot but they're still you know smiling and maybe because of the sun i don't know but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i feel like sometimes i feel like this is a bit of judgy but sometimes i feel like you find people in the western world sometimes uh, more miserable over certain things that from your perspective like ah okay and then you find like in Uganda, somebody doesn't not doesn't even know what they're going to eat, the, you know, in the evening or the next day, and then they still happen to have a smile because they live in the moment and they are happy about a particular situation at a particular time. So yeah, that's I think that connects with the fact that we don't have much of mental issues like in Uganda, in my mm. opinion. Like for example, here. So yeah. Yeah, the suicide rates in are really really high. In yeah, here, yeah, like, yeah, ridiculously high. Yeah. But it's not that high in, in Uganda. Uh, no, 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 oh, no. Wow. I was actually looking at it uh, recently, and uh, yeah, New Zealand is <laughs> above Uganda, definitely. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a trend, right? The developed countries seem to be a lot higher mm. um, in terms of mental health issues. Yeah. Because I feel like it would be the same thing in Somalia as well. Because mm. I think religion is such a big thing yeah. in our culture. If mm. something bad happens to you, then mm. you bear with it because God has given you 
that trial to deal with and he's yeah. given it to you for a reason so yeah every single time something bad would happen to me my mum and dad would always tell me to smile mm. and get through it mm, mm. I'll be okay yeah um, you brought in a song for us mm. um, today. Would you please do the um, pleasure of introducing it? Yeah, uh, the song is called Uju Uwe Leba, and it's by Wizkid from uh, Nigeria, one of the most prominent artists from uh, the continent. And uh, I love just love this song because um, a lot of uh, what he's singing is in their traditional um their local language and I don't even understand but the English parts that he sings I just love the melody and the feeling of like you know just articulating how I'm feeling good tonight and you know there's something I just can't explain but I just want to thank God for life you know like it's quite basic but I really love how melodically he brings such a simple message but in a really super appreciative and yeah interesting way so we skied a bit of that for you guys. Oh yeah. Maybe do you want to tell us something about Uganda? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure okay, this okay, out. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I was about to be tempted to sing. But yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think Uganda is still I still consider it as one of the destinations that people should put on their list of places to travel because of the good balance between having a be- beautiful uh weather, having beautiful people and also having quite beautiful uh, things that tourists are um, interested in, like uh, going to game parks, ETC. So, yeah. Kampala is like 1.4 million, so it's quite crazy. But if someone is into crazy, then <laughs> they should definitely consider it. But then there's also some other places that are more chilled, you know, like Ginger. Yeah. Is that where you're from? No, I'm from Kampala because mm. I love crazy. So I'm, <laughs> I'm right in the heart of crazy. Yeah. So um, enjoy the song, you guys. All right.
hope yeah. you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> Antonio, we're just grooving along in the studio. It's yeah. quite a cool song. Thank you for bringing that with you. Yeah, thanks. Um, I really wanted to talk to you about the um, Arts to Heart project because mm, mm. um, that's the one where you went over to Europe, mm, right? Yeah. yeah. So do you want to explain what the Arts to Heart project was in the first place? Yeah. Um, so when I got the opportunity to travel to uh, to Europe, um, mostly actually in Germany, like I was giving dance classes and in, in different schools and then kids used to bring to me like questions to answer like what's my favorite hobby favorite food and uh, yeah and then they would ask questions about whether we have houses in Uganda or like they really had like super innocent questions because it gave me a d- an impression that they probably have no idea of you know how it is because of probably what they thought they knew but it's so different from what it is so I I drafted that project called Ask to Hearts where I go in different schools and uh, teach them dance so I combine traditional dances and then some urban dances and then I travel with a visual artist who teaches them our uh, art recycling with materials some of them we, we travel with from Uganda and uh, then we show them videos of what it is actually right now with the current situation and then, then we have a detailed Q&A after every session but then uh, uh, most of the magic is in like really interacting with them so we eat with them and we play soccer with them so just to give them that first hand you know feeling of being with somebody from Uganda and uh, and yeah so then on on a, like a Friday, we invite everyone, like parents, to just come and see the show and the exhibition of what we're, they were doing. And uh, we also managed to try an exchange between their agents in Uganda. So we had this uh, one ball. So the project was called One Ball, One Passion. So that ball we traveled with to Uganda. The kids in Uganda played it and signed it while answering most of the questions that the kids ask, ask us when we travel. Then we took the same ball with the videos from Uganda. The kids in uh, Germany did the same. You know, show, we showing them what the other agements of theirs, uh, peers uh, responded to, uh, to, to their questions that they usually ask us. And then we did the same thing back to Uganda. So yeah, it was just interesting to see how they had a lot of similarities in ambition and in dreams and, you know, and hobbies. So yeah. But the, really, the idea is mostly about like breaking stereotypes because also on the Ugandan side, there was a lot of surprises of what <laughs> you know they think mm. about uh, kids in in Germany. Yeah. What kind of questions were the kids asking each other? Uh, I mean, first, most of them were like you know still baby questions like what's your favorite color, what's your favorite food, uh, what's your favorite soccer player, what's your favorite <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah uh, so innocent <laughs> hobby yeah so innocent and and like the responses were always so cl- you know close to each other because like uh, for example in Uganda like a lot of young kids also uh, watch like European. Uh, so- soccer teams and, and, and yeah and tournaments so still like in Uganda like their favorite soccer players are still kind of the same with Europeans whereas like somebody would think okay we are from different continents so we probably see this uh, soccer thing quite different so yeah it was really quite just innocent questions like that but also like uh, the kids in Europe, like for them, they still had this impression that Uganda is still quite a jungle, and they're like, "Oh, I, are you like you know showering and just see a lion?" You know, but it's like <laughs> it's not like that. Like a lot of Ugandans, you know, live uh, their whole life without seeing any wild animal because uh, as locals, we don't 
mostly do things like going to game parks you know what i mean with mm. jo- you know like i think it's it's kind of like usually how people are like when you're used to you know when you're living in a when you're looking in a certain space you just don't think about certain things so i know a lot of my friends that have never visited like a national park mm-hmm. but i only go there if, because i have like a uh some friends from other countries that come and want to do it then i'm like ah okay i'll come along with you so but then for the, for the kids in germany the thing you know you're just chilling and then the elephant passes by so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah for them to see like a big city uh, like with tall buildings and uh, was a bit of a reality you know uh, check for them that it's not actually what they imagine it to be yeah I think also people just think of Africa in general like we're just one big jungle yeah. and we're just hanging yeah, yeah, out yeah, exactly. in the trees. Yeah. Cuz like when I was younger I would get questions like yeah. oh do your people do they even live in houses? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the kind of questions they ask. Yeah. And yeah, like actually what you say like w- when I ask them like oh guess where I'm from? Um then they're like oh Africa. And then I'm like where in Africa? They're like Africa, you know. <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's one place. Then I was like no 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 no, it's like that is a continent, but there are different countries and a lot of different ethnicities and nationalities and yeah. So I think it's that after that one week definitely there's so much enlightenment for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Like we're a continent with so many different countries, yeah. over a hundred. Yeah. And even though our countries are quite close to mm. each other, I don't know anything about yeah. Uganda. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, me too. I remember the first time we met. I was like, "Are you from?" Then I said another country. Then I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just don't know anything about like, mm. and even within Somalia as well. Like my mom and dad are from different parts. Yeah. And they have completely like sometimes they use different words for mm. the same thing and. Mm. It's crazy, yeah. like from the same country, but still there are so many differences. Yeah. What was it like traveling Europe as an African man? Mm. Did did you have any like suffer any discrimination or racism or what was that or was it a positive experience actually? Were people more curious? Um, well, my first country to visit was uh, Poland, and uh, yeah, we were there for a festival and uh, I think for me that was one of the <laughs> stereotypes that I had to to change right away because like being in Uganda and in Uganda we watch a lot of like American TV so also for me I thought like in the western world it's just about tall buildings with glasses and you know what I mean like Hollywood kind of image but then when I was in Poland I was like ah okay this is quite not what I expected so in terms of like what I thought about the west i also kind of like had generalized it growing up because it's this it looks a certain way everyone is well off etc but it's not actually what it is uh but uh when it comes to a bit of discrimination i think i felt that uh more in germany uh and uh and i mean like uh some and a lot of situations like you feel like people have this feeling of like I'm not secure if this guy is in this space so when you enter a train or you enter a bus like you see how uh, you know like subconsciously people like you know pull their bags together or you know do a bit of like a check on where the wallet is so yeah so that's one incidence then another incidence is like when you want to go out partying you know and then you go to for example some club and then they're like oh no you you're not allowed then you're like oh what am my dress different can i go back and change because sometimes they find ways to pick on something oh you have sneakers oh you have this and this and then sometimes they're like okay let me dress like as if i'm going to an office just to see whether they will you know find another excuse but then still you realize that 
you know, they just say, ah, no, not allowed. Then they're like, why? Then they're like, yeah, just. So, uh, yeah, but I, I try my best to ignore those things. But still, sometimes when it, you know, when it gets too much, it can, it can get on you. But yeah. So definitely, the, I've encountered a bit of like racial situations mm. here and there. Yeah. Yeah. And then also like sometimes because people think you, uh, people see you with dreads, they expect you to have drugs. So they're like, oh, can you sell me some drugs or stuff like that? You know, oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> then like, what the heck? You guys use even more drugs than, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And what about the other end of the spectrum? With a like positive experience, yeah, people were yeah, like, yeah, Yo, yeah. Where are you from? And like, exactly, and that's the thing that uh, um, and for me also that helps with usually like uh, the circles I end up in. That uh, for example, in Germany, like I probably have like the best host families there because when I'm there, I don't uh, when I'm doing projects, I don't usually rent a place. I just stay with families. But uh, yeah, like you know, you encounter like the most loving people, you know? So I think that's a very good uh, sense of comfort and feeling and that helps me keep doing what I do even if there's other negative situations because it doesn't matter what happens in the trains, but as long as you know when I go back at, in a home, you know, I'm gonna feel so so at home and welcome. And then also like uh, the things I do in schools, like you really get so much love from the kids and you know, they're like so happy to have you there just because you are from Uganda. So it's a really positive thing as well. And uh, yeah, so then when you have a bit of such spaces, then you're like, you know what? It doesn't matter what happens in between, you know, as long as when I leave home, I feel good. When I go to my workplace, I feel good. So these little, little, you know, issues can, can you, yeah, you can try push them aside. And uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And what would you say of your time here in New Zealand? Because this isn't your first time in mm. New Zealand. Hey? Mm. Yeah, this is uh, my third time in New Zealand. And the first two times I was in Auckland. And uh, I'm around the same issue. To be honest, I haven't encountered any obvious racial stuff. Um, and I've, f- from if I can compare it with some places I've been in, in, in Europe, I think I have encountered a couple of surprising positive things in that line that I didn't encounter in, uh, in, in, in Germany. But, but I also think it has a lot to do with the way of life. Here, like, people say thank you when they're leaving the bus. Like, I, I find, like, people are quite a bit warmer than in Europe, in my opinion. Uh, actually, the first time I arrived in uh, New Zealand in July 2017, I was going uphill with uh, like two big suitcases and some guy was driving down the road and then he was like, oh, hey, man, do you need do you help? Can I, you know, drop you somewhere? I was like, at first, because I was still <laughs> in my thinking, a different thing, I was like, okay, does he want to steal me? Or like, this is weird because he's going the opposite direction mm. and then he's going out of his way to drop me. I was like, okay, Antonio. <laughs> you are in New Zealand, you're not in Uganda, you're not in another country. Just give it a benefit of doubt. So I put my bags in the suitcase and then he he, he drove me to uh, the place where I was going to stay. And for me, that picture, like really painted a really good picture in me about the whole uh, New Zealand vibe. So yeah, of course, here and there, you, you will still um, face some, you know, feeling of racial situations. And that is 
has to, to do a little bit with that safety thing I told you that uh, subconsciously somebody will, you know, be like, hmm, uh, where is my bag? Okay, it's all right. Then they cheat it out. Or, Ooh. But yeah. Well, that goes but, to show that we all have our unconscious biases. Mm, mm, um, yeah, yeah. We it, still it, need to yeah, yeah, fight exactly. against. Yeah, but um, if, to be honest, I wouldn't, like, in... In, according to other places I've been, I wouldn't really raise it as an issue here at the moment, in my opinion. Oh, yay. Go ask yeah. New Zealand. It's really good to hear that you've had positive experiences yeah. here. Yeah. Um, that is time for us today. Mm. But thank you so, so much for um, agreeing to be on the podcast again. It's been a pleasure. Oh, welcome. Um, I wish you could keep on talking because you have so many interesting stories. Yeah, thanks. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming You're on You're welcome. Thank you so much, Amal. All right. Take RFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and live streaming of Primo local content. Download the Access Internet Radio app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This program was first broadcast on RFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.